Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. The Bow Hunter Planet podcast is proudly presented by Vanguard, Stealth Cam, Rax Inc., and Crossman. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Bow Hunter Plants Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking. This is uh, myself, Kevin Conlon, Dave Thomas, and Bobby McGee, and we're going to be talking about strange and odd things that have happened to you while you were hunting or on hunting trips, things like that. So, could get kind of weird. I know could people, be scary. Well, you never disclaimer. Know. If you're a scared person right now, do not listen to the rest of this podcast. <laughs> and, it can be and, very scary. And it, it's kind of weird because, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm retired now. I'm in my 60s, 63 years old. And this incident happened when I was in my early 30s, probably 32, 33 years old. And I still remember it like it was yesterday. So it's like, and I can't explain it. I'm not going to say there's ghosts or there's this or that. I'm just going to tell you what happened to me. And my friends, and so set the story. I hunt in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. It's way up there. And thirty years ago, I'm telling you, this is wilderness. There's not many people around. I mean, and uh, so we had gone out, hunted the whole day. And there was a gentleman that lived up there. His name was Toivo Mackey. He's an old Finlander. Lived back, you know, born in 1920s, and he basically taught me and my friend how to hunt. I mean, he grew up hunting. That name in itself is scaring me. Hey, he's a no. This is a he's a he's a great guy, man. I Toivo. mean, he was. It's uh, it's kind of weird, you know. He 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 would, since he was a child, you know, go out hunting with his dad. His dad would head, send him and his brothers twenty one kids in the family. They homesteaded up there. His dad would send send them out hunting, give them two bullets, and say, "Don't come back without two deer." That's truly that's, scary. That's the kind of life. Anyway, we we went out and and Toivo lived in this this house that was typical. Uh, I shouldn't say typical Uper because people would get pissed off, but you know it's a he was a bachelor, and his house was a total wreck, just full of, I mean, trash everywhere. He had a skunk living in his house. It was, it was it was very unique and really cool, you know. But he always told us that this house was haunted. He said, "Oh, this house is haunted." He said, you know, I said, well, how do you know? He said, well, 
you know, things would be moved and this and that. And I go, you know, I'm looking at this place saying, well, how the heck do you know something's moved? I don't even know. But he did have an a uncanny sense of knowing. Like, if you touch something of his and moved he knew it, it was I, don't care, with. I don't care how the biggest mess in the world, he'd be like, who touched that? I'm like, that's pretty strange. So he'd that's, say. That's my father-in-law to a T. Yeah. He'd say there's noises and this and that. So we had gone out. I'm, I'm not going to lie. We'd gone out to the bar, came back. And we were at his house. He invited us in for a beer. Now, I was not drunk. You know, um, my nephew was with me, my friend Dan, Toivo. We're all sitting at the table. And it's probably after midnight, you know. And he's telling, you know, he had told us many times how this place is haunted. So we're sitting there talking. And all of a sudden, there was this loud rumbling noise coming across the ceiling. Now, he's only got, this is an attic up there. It's just full of junk you know i'm thinking okay it's was that an animal or something and then there was this loud wail like i've never heard before like a banshee wail it just screamed and at first i thought i was imagining things and literally it made the hair on the back of my neck stand up my arms it was i mean and it lasted 35 40 seconds so I'm thinking, and it stopped, and I'm thinking, okay, I probably just imagined that, right? And I look at my nephew, and my nephew is white as a ghost. My buddy Dan is looking at me like, what the F was that? Now, you got to understand, this is 30 years ago. This is not like, and this Toivo Mackey, he would not have had like a recording, or he wouldn't, he was sitting at the table, he wouldn't have had to be able to push a button and make something happen. <laughs> I don't think he would have did it anyway. I this is I think this is legit. I met so that guy. We, and he, I'm telling you. We look. I look. I go. What was that? He goes. I told you. It's haunted. This happens all the time. I'm like, oh my god, man. So I'm like, that's it. I'm out. You know, we're out of here. So we leave. From that day on, man, that place just creeped me out because whenever we needed water at the camp, we didn't have camp water. We could go to Toivo's house to get water, and he would let. He'd come to camp. He'd be sitting at camp. He's yeah, yeah. Go to my house, get some water. No, no, no. And no, I, no, I would no, go no, there no. by myself. <laughs> I would be so scared. I'd be getting the water and like looking around. <laughs> I'd be like, my flashlights are all on. And this I, is when you were thirty something years oh, old. Oh yeah, I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm scared. To, I was scared to death of this place. And and I don't know what it was. Was it haunted? Who knows? But he swears it was haunted. I never heard anything like that. I couldn't explain it. I don't know if anybody out there has ever had anything like that happen to them, but there is some weird Spooky stuff that goes stories. on. stories. That you just can't, un- you can't explain. Yeah, that's weird. Anything ever happen? I mean, anything ever happened to you I remember guys? that. I remember you telling me that story. It was a pretty creepy story. I just remember thinking like, because uh, I went there with you like after that, like years after, but I went yeah. there and you told me a story and, it, you know, I, and I remember being in there and it was like, so dank and dark and like oh, scary. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was like, we need to get out of here. I think I, I just remember having like a, I don't know why, I remember a paper plate. I don't know if we were eating something there. And then I was like, and you're like, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I remember we went there and it was like really creepy. Yeah. It was it like was, really, it was a, like not, yeah, it, <laughs> it was wasn't, it wasn't well lit. You know, there was not a lot of, uh, it was warm. It was always warm. We had the wood stove cranked up to about ninety-five degrees every day, and uh, you know it was it was just I don't know, it was strange. But you know another another thing that happened to me one time. Now this is 
this one you could explain, but stuff like this happens. Like, so we had gone up to the UP. My friend had a family emergency. He had to leave. So I was hunting up there by myself, back in the woods in a cabin by myself, you know. And, uh, you know, you, everybody thinks about, like, what it's like to be alone and everything, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I spent, like, five days alone out there. And I realized that I could never be a hermit, like some of these people that can go. And, I mean, it just... It just it you, takes a different personality. Yeah, to live you like know that. you're yeah. you're alone. You're you know you hunt all day, but then you come back to the camp at night, and it's like, you know, this. At, at that time, we didn't have electricity. It was like you know, without seeing anybody. They say social yeah. interaction. Yeah, is about five to seven days. But anyway, I'm sitting there in the camp, and all of a sudden, the whole camp lit up green. And I'm thinking, what? what the heck is going on, man? <laughs> These lights are outside. It's green. I'm thinking, what is going on? Is there a spaceship out there? Now, was this was this the 70s? No, 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 no. Let me finish. There's, this one has an explanation. What happened was it was a thunder snowstorm. Oh, yeah. Have you yeah. ever been in a thunder snowstorm? Yes. I know what that is. I've never heard of that. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's a it's thunderstorm actually, in the snow, but when the lightning flashes because of all the snow coming down. It changes. Here, it lights everything up. It lights up. it up like greenish color. It is the weirdest <laughs> thing. And like, so that's what happened. It all lit up, and I'm like, what on earth was that? And then the thunder came, and I'm like, this sounds like rain, but it's snowing. And we, it had, was, we actually had thunder, thunder snow yesterday. Huh. Really? Yeah, towards uh, Saginaw and stuff because of the the weather here in Michigan, yeah. and the fact that it was snowing, raining, yeah. thunder. But for about fifteen seconds <laughs> until I figured it out, I was like, I thought a yeah, spaceship. It's freaky. I thought a spaceship was coming down or it's something. Freaky. You know. But then the thing about it is, uh, when I went outside to look, and it, it, it continued the thunder snow. Man, the snow was coming down. Those flakes were the size of golf balls, and it was coming down. We ended up getting about eight inches of snow in about two hours from there. Jeez. It was, it was really something to see. Yeah, and like you say, anybody that spent any amount of time in the outdoors, they've got to have something in their outdoor history that is just totally bizarre that they can't explain. Yeah. And mine happened to be, this is probably about 20, 25 years ago, I just started hunting. I was at my father-in-law's uh, cabin, 100 acres up, at, up towards Traverse City, and there was a spot that I had put an elevated blind, and I'd hunted that blind numerous times, and what I would do is I would always drop my backpack off before I would climb up in the, in the stand. I, I would, you know, grab my, my granola bars, whatever I needed out of my backpack. I just didn't want to have a backpack up in the tree stand. And I would always set it on this down log that I could see from the tree stand. It was maybe 40, 50 yards away from the tree stand. And I had done that religiously over the years. And this one time... I dropped my backpack there like I normally did, got up in the tree stand, got out of the tree stand at dark. Now, mind you, I can see the log and everything at the tree stand. Get out of the tree stand, walk over to the log where my backpack is, 
and my backpack's not there. And it's like, where did this backpack go? I would have seen an animal come in and take it if it would have taken the backpack. I would have seen a person come in and take it. And I, I was 110% sure that I put this backpack where I'd normally put it. And I never did find the backpack. Well, the only thing I can say about that is I, I would say that I've hunted with you in a tree <laughs> I knew it was in a double stand, and I have pictures to prove this, of you sound asleep. So the fact is a bear, a bear or a wolf or a coyote could have come in there. All right, I plead the fifth on that. Taken that thing and walked off with it. I plead the fifth on that. Not that I've ever fallen asleep in the stand. No, you've never fallen asleep. It's a good thing. Bear, bear, look, bear. <laughs> it's a good thing we have harnesses on. I know that. Did you see the scary story? Oh, six scary stories. There we go. Nice. Nice. Ooh. Ooh. I tell you what, that one time, I don't know where we were. We went somewhere. We We watched that stupid movie about. Bow hunted. The hunted. Or that the was hu- the hunted. That was some creepy stuff, mm, man. The hunt. I think it's hunted. I don't know. I don't. Know. Have you ever been walking in from your stand or anything and felt like you? I got scary yes. stories. Felt like you were followed times. numerous times and hearing I, noises and knowing times. that there's something there. But I had a. How did I have that? I mean, up I, where you are. Up in the UP, I'd worry about that because yeah. of wolves. Well, actually, yeah, it's funny. I was in the UP with Kevin, and I was. Um, it was at nighttime, and we were there were some people over at the cabin. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go out and go pee, and I'm going to go look around. So I went out to pee on the road area, you know. I just, just It's like, you know, stars galore. It's beautiful mm-hmm. out there. And I, I walk out there, and I am and I had the flashlight, and I did my thing. And then I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm like, yeah, it's pretty dark out here. You know, I shut the light <laughs> off for a second, and I was like, Pitch black. Whoa. Now you get that you know you get that creepy feeling come over you. I have that creepy feeling. So I'm yeah. like, I need to get back in the <laughs> So I walked out about thirty yards, you know. I was not too close but not too far, but I still felt like I don't know. And I thought I heard a noise, you know, so I'm like, there's bears and wolves. I'm like, you know what, it's time to go back. Now you can imagine being up in northern Canada. Oh, I cannot and I, walking yeah, out of your I don't stand do that ever again. At dark. I don't ever do that. Again. It, yeah, it, it. Yeah. Even even doing it numerous times, it totally sucks. Yeah. No, that would well, that's been... the thing. Like in the UP, you know, I've had a couple of times where I'm walking in, like when I wasn't hunting in my stand, but I was hunting in a different area, and I I know my way around. I got my compass and everything, but every once in a while, you just you get off a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And that feeling, and I think to myself. Being lost out here yeah. in the middle of the night in this woods—all you got to be, would be is, so is six feet scary. off your off your given path—and and it. Yeah. I admit to you, there's actually been times, and I use the GPS compass. You get a little panicked. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I mean, I, when I was in Canada, I was panicked when I was thank God I saw you coming up that trail because. I got I shot that bear early and I got down because I, I didn't know what to do because bears yeah. kept coming in. Man. I just I'm wish like, I would have had like a black carpet or something I could have thrown over my and come walking. You around. might have shot. Shot. Yeah, that's good. That, that, that I thought about that too as I was walking up. Yeah, head. that's a good way to get. Yeah, I probably get shot. <laughs> you got to pull that away, Bob, just a little bit. It's just too loud. There you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I was I remember shooting the bear and then thinking. Great, this is easy. This was easier than I thought. Now then, get out of the stand. But then, see, this is where things got real creepy for me because all of a sudden, more bears kept coming in, and I'm like, 
And after the first one saw me and walked over to me and creeped me out, you know, I'm like, I don't know. And then it turns out I didn't realize that a lot of people aren't really scared of black bears as much as you would think. And I, I didn't realize that. Like, I'm watching other hunting videos later, you mm-hmm. know, and they're, like, squirting water bottles at them or dead down wind. You know, just like, get out of here. You know? Or you're, I'm like, like really? Chevy and you're chasing them around the campsite. Yeah, in well, uh, well, that creeped me out more because that <laughs> night before, that bear turned on him. And yeah. I, yes, that's where it I did. Got, that's where I got nervous, like, the next day when I was with you then, because I'm like, man, this is, you know. No. Well, anyway, so I, I, I so I shoot the bear, it runs off, dies. Another bear comes in, I hear growling at it, the dead bear. I'm like, what is going on? And then all of a sudden it comes and starts eating. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I going to do here, you know? Like, I, do I sit here and it's going to get pitch black out here with that thing in front of me? You know, like, I got to at least get out where I can see, you know? So I'm trying to figure out a time to get down. I'm scared to get down, thinking it's going to charge me if I get down, which probably would not have happened. They usually run. But I didn't know Unless that. Unless they're so hungry. I get down. Finally, no, I know what happened. At one point, I dropped my mace, and then I really creeped out because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I kicked it off the balcony, and all I had was my bow. You can't have a gun there. So the bear left, kept coming back, left and come back, and he'd be standing at, the, like, the edge of this opening where the bait is, and it's just drooling, just standing there going, and I'm just like, what is going on here? <laughs> well, the bear, I'm about to go to jail. I'm about to shoot another bear and go to jail for life. A mutual friend of ours, and we all, Tim, the first bear hunt that we went on, he passed on two bears, and it got dark. He come down out of his stand, and his foot from the ladder to the ground hit the ground. He heard. He says he, he raced back up that stand, and he sat till somebody came out and got him. That is too funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it can some weird. I think that's what draws us all to bear hunting. That's what draws me to bear hunting. I prefer the bear hunting over the, the whitetail hunting. I re- I remember a time, David, we were out hunting and uh, this was we had cell phones, so it was a little better. But you call me up and you go, "There's coyotes all around me. Come out here." <laughs> remember oh, that? Yeah. Remember that? That was creepy. Yeah, you were up in the tree and didn't you, had you shot a deer or not? No. I was waiting, and uh, I I was just about to get down. We were hunting this 20-acre lot up in the uh, Kingston area, well, north of Kingston. And Kevin was – there's, like, three stands in a row. There's the front stand, the middle stand, and a back stand, and then a back back stand. But Kevin – I was hunting in the back stand. Kevin was hunting in the front stand. And at about – just about dark, I hear things coming in. I'm like, oh, here we go, finally going to get a doe, you know, and then – Sure enough, it's like a pack of coyotes. Coyotes. And they're chirping and do all this stuff, and it's creeping me out. And I'm like, what do I do here? Like, do I just get down? I always don't, I always don't know what to do with animals. Like, See, I, don't know I, feel, I feel safer dealing with the bears than I do with the coyotes. I just, because coyotes, coyotes are actually smart enough to where one single coyote will bait you into coming out and confronting it. And the pack will jump you when you do that. But do they do that to people a lot? I mean, I didn't really hear. No, they don't do that. People no, lot. not so not the so much people, but but pets there. and wildlife and stuff. My 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 big concern is like, just like with people, like there's psycho people out there, you know. Yeah, I always. Well, yeah, how you, do you got know, coyotes. How do you know that that black bear that you happen to see isn't the one psycho black bear or the yeah. psycho coyote or the sick one that needs a. Right, an easy meal or something right. like that. Well, I saw this thing. It was a um, there was a video going around the internet. Um, it was like a it was a, it was it was a film. It wasn't like a it wasn't real, but it was a film 
and it was entitled, you know, know what you're shooting type thing. And what it was is this guy was shooting a rifle, and uh, it's like a commercial, but it was for safety, gun safety. So the, the guy's like, he's like, oh, here comes one, you know, and this, you see this bear coming, you know, and so he's getting ready to shoot it, and it's really, it's it's a dude with a hide. I'll wait for Bob. Really, it's a dude with a hide. Like, he... He skinned it and had it over him because he wrong. was walking it out. Wrong. Oh, my gosh. Wrong. So No, I'm not saying it's not wrong, but it's saying that, listen, you're the shooter. You better make sure you're you identifying sure you know what, what you're, you're shooting. You're pulling yeah. the trigger It was on. a hunter pulling out a uh, There's cuts. too many people that don't do that. I know, but I'm saying it was very scary because the, yeah. the view from far away looked like an actual bear moving yeah. through the woods. Well, it, it, it goes with these people that shoot stuff. And they say, I didn't realize it was a hunter because there's yeah. movement in that, the brush. It happened to me when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I you know, I was sitting there. This is why I don't like gun hunting very much. I wasn't a big gun hunter. But I, my brother put me in a bush and said, sit in this bush. And, you know, deer come. So I'm 14 with a shotgun sitting in the thing. And all of a sudden, you know, got my gun up, ready to go. Comes a guy, comes out. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. I'm like, what the heck? You know, luckily I was smart enough at that age not to fire into the brush, but yeah. that guy, it would have been his bad day, and I would have gotten in trouble, and who knows? I, I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like, a yeah. kid, I, I don't, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would never let my kids. It happens way too often, too, because people just don't know. You're talking slugs. Yeah. I'm not talking bird shot. We right. might just lose an eye. Yeah. Right. Talking. It happens every year. Every year. That's why I don't go out during gun. I actually stopped going. In Michigan, you know, gun season is a certain time. Personally, I don't even like going on private land for gun, unless it's very large. But even that, now up north is different. If you're in the UP, I understand. But any of this like lower Michigan stuff, no. Yeah. No, my with I'll my stay fa- away. with my father-in-law, you just got to realize, you know, he's he's got 140 acres. You just got to realize where your other hunter is. Yeah, I wouldn't even think about shooting in the direction of where there's another blind or another hunter, even if there was a a 12-point, 15-point buck. Yeah. You let it move. Safety. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, Woody, do you ever have any experience like like I had where it's just, unex- well, you know, besides the pack, where it's unexplainable type situation? I mean, I... I wish I not could hunting. Say, I wish I could say it's explainable because... No, not hunting. I've no. had other experiences, you know, that I don't want to get into to where... I've seen close people or heard close people that I've known that have passed. I've seen them. I've talked to them, but not so much hunting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a weird thing when that happens to you. It's like, you know, is it your mind playing tricks? Like, I don't think so. In my case, I mean, there's no way that my my mind was playing tricks on three people. No. And I, I totally believe in, People term it as poltergeists and aberrations and yeah. and spirits. I totally believe in that. But then I also believe there's 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 aliens. <laughs> you know. I don't know about that. Well, <laughs> there could be. I'm not saying you no, never know. You and, know? and you you've I mean, got to have U- a totally these, open mind to believe that. All these UFOs and stuff. But who knows? yeah, I, I'm 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 a firm believer, especially with our past, as far as what we used to do, as far as occupation and work i've had people come up to me that i've done cpr on that are clinically dead Mm -hmm. that can tell me 
I remember you because of your voice. Oh, wow. And they were dead at the time. And they were dead at the time I dropped them off at the hospital, yeah. and they, they revived them. They'd gone home. I'd gone back, picked them up again, and they can re they say, you were at my house. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I mean, after 34 years of doing medical runs and stuff like that, there have been times, a few times, where you get to a scene and you're, you walk in, I mean, I, I remember one in particular, and there was a guy having a heart attack, and, you know, you looked at him, and you just felt like, yeah, this is this is it for this guy. You know, there's some that you yeah. like, like, okay, I can save this one. I, I just, I, I don't know if you just felt the presence of the Grim Reaper or what, and you just, I don't know what it was, but I'd look at him, i go, I'm going to do my best, but... And this guy is still alive. Yeah, I know. But I've been there. I just knew. I've I just knew. I go, yep. you know, and, know. and and you get done with the run. You go, you know, you go on, you know, and I know. You go on autopilot. You know, you do your thing. It's like bang, bang, bang. You're doing IVs. You're doing the meds. You're kicking it, you know. Then after it was running, after it's all done and the guy, he didn't make it, you know. And after it was all done and you talk to your crew and you you say, did any of you other guys feel like something really weird about that run? And they were all like, everybody was on the same page. Like, yeah, that was like, I go, I go, I swear to God, the Grim Reaper was standing in that room when we walked in. He was there. You See, know? It, and I'm, I'm a total believer in aberration. You know, there's a spirit that lives within yeah. all of us. And, and when you're ready to go, yeah, we're that spirit's still there. Yeah, so I don't know if any of you out there have ever experienced anything like that. Uh, Bob and I spent many years in the medical field and uh, probably saw more than the average person. In fact, I know we did, you know. But that that feeling when, you know, when you watch the spirit leave somebody is, yep, you know, is, is very strange. Happens to everybody and every yeah. animal. We're all going yep. there. We're all We're going to be in that boat. Uh, I'll tell you another thing that happened one time, and this is, this is a, it's not a strange thing, but it's like, so I've got a dog. Her name is Sadie, and she is the best dog I've ever had, and her, she's a beagle, and so you know they've got a sense of smell that's out of this world or whatever. So we're at camp in the UP. I had her up there with me, and we're sitting by the fire, and everybody's chilling, and she's doing what she always does when she's been running around all day. She's sleeping. All of a sudden, she she starts going with this low, this low rumbling. And my Sadie is not a growler. She's not a dog that... Yeah. I've never heard her growl at a human being. I've never heard her... She just started getting this. And I'm like, what is going on? What is that all about, you know? So, you know, I'm like... Then she jumped up, and she kind of started moving around like she was a little bit excited, you know. And I'm like, Sadie, what's going on? You know, and she just, she she goes by the window and she's just like. Where's this at? This is at camp in the UP, at Dan's camp. Like wolves maybe though? So here's what happened. So I had this huge one of those spotlights with the, you know, 60,000 yeah. candle power or whatever. And I, uh, I take it and I shine it out the window Eyeballs. And we're we're on the Laughing Whitefish River. The Laughing Whitefish River is about twenty yards from camp, let's say, 
not even that. It's it's 10, 15 yards. Yeah, it's right behind the cabin. Yeah, then the river's maybe 20 feet wide, and then there's another 50 feet and then a ridge. It goes way up to the top. So now we're talking probably 100 yards away from camp. So I'm shining, and all of a sudden on the top of this ridge, I see four pair of eyes. Jeez. About the height of what probably wolves would be, yeah, or coyotes or, or something. Nah, not ghosts, but, but but I'll tell you what, man, it just amazed me. Yeah. Like them dogs, I, did she smell them? Did she hear they've them? Got, they've did got she that just sense. sense them? They, they've got that sense. And it was amazing because, like I said, she's not typically a dog. That if it was, if it's it was weird, a person, though. I don't know if she'd even growl. But she knew them wolves were out there, man. It's weird how animals, um, how animals can, uh, um, they don't. They're not smart as people, but like they do have a weird sense. Like, they, to they've them. got yeah. that really ability. Yeah. I think it's, it's odd that we I've don't read have ar- that. I've read articles about dogs. Mm-hmm. They've got that ability because well, they not just see, dogs, well, cats, like mostly mostly dogs. And, yeah, but I'm sure it runs through all animal breeds and lines. But they've got that ability because dogs see in black and gray, white and gray. They sense things that we don't normally see, which, in my mind, attributes to poltergeist aberrations. You're smoking crack. At least the nice thing about the nice thing about it. At least I knew at that point, you know, hey, she's got my back here. You know, she was she was letting us know that. How many times? How many times have your dog started barking at, and you look out the window and stuff? There's nothing there. Yeah, yeah, but is it really nothing there? Is there something small that's there, like like a yeah. cat or right. uh, a, a coyote, a wolf, another dog farther away that you don't even know? You that's might, there. yeah, that too. That's you true. might not even know. You might not there, sense the ones that are creepy are the ones where you see like a cat or an animal looking in a spot and then they're making noises like that and nothing's there and you can see clearly not. That's where it's creepy. I've seen that online, like on mm-hmm. videos, but I, I've never experienced that. Yeah, at least no poltergeist wants to talk to me, which is good. Yeah, unless they're deer, then they're not happy with yeah, me. Yeah, I've never had a poltergeist or a spirit talk to me. I I never had that happen. I did have something uh, scary happen in the woods once, and it was because of a storm, not because of scary things like that. But um, one time, and I've told the story on this podcast before, but it was really creepy. And I was uh, hunting by myself, which I don't usually do. But I, what happened was I was at college, and I got there early, so I I went out on the state land. I'm like, I'm just going to go early, you know, while those guys are going, and maybe I'll get a deer and get lucky. And then rub it in, be like, oh, I got this deer, <laughs> you know. So anyway, I'm out there hunting, and it starts to rain. Didn't think much of it. I'm like, whatever, I can handle it. I'm a man, blah, 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 you know. And I'm not even that high off the ground. I'm like 12 feet in this, like, really crappy homemade stand that I made. Stupid. I didn't want to talk about it. So dumb. Anyway, I'm sitting there, and it starts raining. Next thing I know, I hear some thunder way out there, you know. I'm like, oh, well. I'll wait a little longer, you know, and then all of a sudden it starts downpouring, like literally like in a shower. And I, that's how wet I was getting, like with my gear on, my everything. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, I obviously got to get down. I can't hunt in this. So I get down, and uh, now it's real loud. Thunder striking everywhere, lightning. It's, sc- it's getting scary, like, you, where you feel like, man, this is, I got to get in the house or in the basement type feeling. Mm-hmm. So I start walking out, and... The trees and the bushes, and there's like a two, you know, like a two track, small two track trail. They started 
the wind started bending everything. And like when I mean bending, I mean like like this and everything starts going down. And all of a sudden I hear a freight train. Yeah, no joke. Like I'm like, what is happening? And everything starts breaking around me. Trees are snapping. Everything's like this. So everything you think like this normally, the trees, everything was like this. Almost like almost like level yeah. on an angle. And I'm like, what? So I start running down this trail, right? And it's like, I'm like, what is that? I hear snapping and cracking and breaking. And I'm like freaking out. So I'm running. This is a far run. This is, you went back there with me one time. There's that whole trail. It's like 1.5 miles. Wow. So I'm like hauling like for my life now. I feel like I'm, you know, at risk and I'm running with my bow and I'm just, you know, finally I get all the way up to the front. And uh, I get into the car, I just throw everything in, you know, and I jump in and I shut the door and lock it. And you feel a little safe, you know, because of the sound, everything, you know, I'm drenched, like head to toe. Turns out a tornado went through the city of uh, Defer, that city, it went through that area, knocked down tons of trees. Oh, wow. And the path never exactly hit me, but it went like close to me, like 100 yards from where we, I was. Wow. And rotating. All the trees were like, you could drive down the road and see trees just you were pretty thrown, close. thrown all yeah. the way down. I was close enough. <laughs> that it was Close enough that you heard the freight train. I that's, heard a freight train. Yeah. I mean, it was nuts. Like, people talk about that. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I can't make it. It sounded says, like a straight Everybody up says tornado sounds Middle like a nowhere. train. I'm like, what is happening? It's just the wind. It was so strong and pushing me. And, like, the wind is hitting you in the face, the rain, you know. And yeah. it was so scary. Like, I, Yeah, that would be scary. And I, I, I was like, I'm not. I'm never hunting alone again. Like, yeah. this is, like, stupid. Well, I've, I, I've never been in the tornado in the woods, but in the UP, them winds come out for Lake Superior and they get up 50, 60 miles an hour, maybe more. Cold too. And, uh, man, you're out there and all of a sudden you'll hear a snap and a tree comes down, you know? Big tree comes down. And I think to myself, you know, you could just, you never know. You could oh, be walking yeah. through the woods. and That's usually a good sign to get time. out of your tree stand. And yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not in a tree stand then. I'm in a ground blind. But that, I I head in that, believe me, I get out of there because I learned my lesson. I, and when I was younger, I'd stay out there. I didn't care, you know, and wait till. I always thought, like, okay, if I wait out this storm, when the storm stops, then the deer will move, you know. Mm. Well, now it's like, forget nope. it. I'll come out when the storm yeah. stops. I'll move with the deer. Uh, most people don't have an issue. Like, when I'm back that far in, like, for me, like, going in a couple miles, most, okay, most people that are true hunters that have been hunting a lot, you know, in the mountains and stuff, they go out by themselves for a long time in, in a dangerous zone. Yeah. I'm a city guy, okay? So, for me, I'm a, I'm a weekend warrior, whatever you want to call it. That's how I was raised. Mm-hmm. Going out 1.5, 2 miles in the deep, dark, state forest you know and it gets dark at night and my point here in the story is i got left twice in the woods by my friends on accident both times i think at least that's mm-hmm. what they tell me yeah ron and brian um but i've been left in my stand where i get down come out i see no lights don't know what's going on and to be honest i, I wasn't exactly scared of the woods necessarily as i was that something happened to them yeah and at that time you couldn't talk with walkie talkies or right. phones. There's none of that. And this right. is like in the early 2000s, late 1990s. And uh, 
So I had to go back there. I mean, that's the other issue. So I come out of my spot in the deep, dark and woods. And you got to go back. Now I have to go. And I'm not out of the woods. I'm just out of my spot. Now I'm in the middle of this field in the middle of the two miles back, you know, and I have to go look at their spot to see if they're on the ground or, you know, I mean, yeah. it's my responsibility. So I run over there. No, Nobody's on the ground. No one's at the stand. No lights, nothing. I'm like, what the hell is going on here, you know? Mm-hmm. So then I... Start hightailing it out of there, and uh, but before that happened, this actually this this happened to me. The same the same exact thing, but I I get down. This is before I went back to check on them. Start coming out of the woods. It's all dark in the woods now. I'm coming out. I get out to the edge of the woods. I walk out ten yards, and I hear behind me on the same trail I'm on. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me right now. So I stop, turn about face right, looking into dark woods, and there's deer, absolutely 100 percent on my trail. <laughs> Standing there, and I could hear them moving, and they're stopped because I'm stopped. And I think now I'm like, oh, my God, you know, what if it's a coyote? What if it's a wolf? I don't know, whatever, right? I'm just like, what if it's a weirdo? Like, I don't know what's out there. And and so I'm like, you know, that's it. So I start doing, like, jumping jacks, like, just trying to make, like, noise. And sure enough, it's like running through the woods. I'm like, what the So I run out, and I do the big circles. I have to go back in the same woods but farther away. Mm They're not there. Anyway, I get to the front, finally, you know, after all this, and uh, no one's there. There's no cars, nothing. I'm like, what? I'm like, what is going on? You know, and so I start walking. I thought maybe someone got hurt, and they rushed out of there, right, and had to leave me. So I'm like, all right. So I start walking down the road, hoping to see a cop or something, right, because I'm like, <laughs> I mean, you've been over there in that road. So yeah. I'm just walking down the dirt road. Yeah. See these lights coming. I'm like, eh, well, you know. So, of course, it's Ron, and... And I, I open the door. I'm like, what the? P-? Yeah. <laughs> I trapped some. And he didn't say a word. <laughs> I just looked down the whole time. Yeah. And I'm driving. I'm just giving an earful of the cab. You know, I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? How did I get left out there? What is going on here? And, 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 oh, sorry, man. I forgot. You know. What? Yeah, because he they messed up. Like, he he's supposed to be teamed up with me to drive me back. Yeah. And Brian was driving Rick back. And so that got all mixed up. Everybody left early because it was raining. And I'm like, I'm not leaving until uh-huh. it's storming. Yeah. So they all left, which I didn't know they left because I couldn't tell. And Ron left thinking I went with them. Hello, McFly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, seriously? That's, why, that's one of the things that impressed me. It happened me twice. About uh, us not with just going, him, though. About us all going to Ontario for uh that, that would be you know, 50, bad. 50 miles of fire road. You can't have road. an error there. We were pretty organized as far we as were picking ourselves up I'm and right checking now. on everybody. I would have been yeah. hypoventilating if you'd have left me in those forests. Yeah. From the That'd from the scared. end guy to the first guy, there was a fifty mile out, fifty mile drive. Yeah. So and we you, were. You think was, Ontario was bad? You should have come to Val d'Or. Oh yeah, with Quebec us. was even worse. It was a two hour drive just to our stand. To get Jeez. to the stand. That's insane. And then they took us out. It's like driving up north from here. <laughs> yeah. And then they took us out, and I mean, literally, these woods. You couldn't go t- if you went ten yards and turned around. You couldn't see where you. Came you couldn't from. see your stand. See, the reason I wouldn't want to do the spring hunt is because I don't like the flies. Like everything I've seen with you guys yeah. doing it is like nasty. They're like well, nasty. Like the I don't Sawyer, care. The Sawyer, Sawyer and Thermosel. I know, but it's just so nasty compared that to like did, what we did. That yeah. took care of everything. I know, but I'm saying is in general. Yeah, like, it, they're it, everywhere. It, like, if you didn't whereas, have if you didn't have the Thermosel going, even with the Sawyer on, you were. 
you were inhaling flies. I just thought it, was, yeah. it just looks nasty to me watching the video, and they're just swarming. Oh yeah, the body of the yeah. bear, and I mean, like so, a black cloud coming at you. Like <clears throat> compared to the fall, where it's just like no bugs. Yeah. You can, you know, it just seems so much better. But you wait, you wait till you see our bear rugs when we get yeah, them but, back. You know, we're talking about scary stuff in the woods and stuff like that. But uh, you ever come face to face with a snake? I have not no. in the woods. No, well, it wasn't in the woods. I mean, this is another thing that happened. So, when the Hurricane Katrina hit, oh yeah, I got deployed down there for FEMA. I went down there to help do, you know, with the fire department in Saint Bernard Parish. So, me and my partner, we got sent out. Like they sent us out, and they said we want you to cover these streets and go down the street, and you know. We, a lot of the houses have X's on it. That means they've been searched. If there's no X, that means they haven't been searched. So do a you know do a quick search yep. of the house, make sure there's nobody in them. So, so me and my buddy, we're 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 out there. We're walking down the street. Now you got to understand the the water's pretty much receded, but there's about a foot and a half of muck everywhere. You're walking down the road, and uh, so we're going down the road, and there's all of a sudden I'm look, and there's like three snakes in front of us. And they're not big, you know, they're not too big, but I'm like, I'm going to go around these guys, you know. But my buddy, who was with me, he says, oh, they're little, I'm just going to go. So he starts walking. Well, two of them slithered off. The third one, like, stood up, like, (laughs) and I'm like, oh, okay, now what are you going to do? He's like, I think I'm going to go around them just like you. I'm looking at my buddy, I go, you know what? That snake has been flooded out of his house. He's pissed. He's hungry, he's pissed, and he don't like... He don't like Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> He's a southern boy. <laughs> so yeah, we, that was that was that was experience there, man. There were snakes. We were searching these houses. There was gators. There were snakes. That's insane. There was it was it was well, everything was had to run. Yeah, it was six weeks of of uh, experience that you never forget. But yeah. all right, well, that was fun. Yeah. Next time, we'll continue our scary it's talks inter- next time. And interesting conversation. See who else has some funny ones. So we'll see you guys next time on the podcast. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, my gosh. We did it. <laughs> Celebrating the rich tradition of bow hunting for over 31 years, Vanguard is proud to be the official optic and hunting pack of Bowhunter Planet. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save. 